honestly, like for us to get a building out, it'd take about a two-day process. Are it's you, pretty quick. Are you serious? Yeah. It's pretty quick. Um, the longest part of the process, I'm pretty sure, is like contractors getting their uh, concrete, dirt work, and crews there, you know, beforehand. But if that's all set up, they can get a building pretty quick. So I've seen a movement towards barn dominiums, like on the real estate side. Yes. You know, um, like 30% of people that want to build always ask me, hey, um, have, have you heard about these barn dominiums? How would I go about building one? So how would somebody go about building one? So barn dominiums, actually, it, it's come to light in the last couple of years, but they've been around for probably like seven to 10 years. Um, a lot of people, you know, it's it's like a custom home. So you got to figure out what you want, right? Yeah. Um, there's not a standard to it, but if you just want a, you know, a 30 by 40 box, hey, that's what you want to build, and it's a barn do. Um, we design them for weld-ups. We design them. We make them stronger because people are going to live in them. Um, and then the contractor or the finish out person would just come in and finish out just like a regular home. So we could sell the frame, the roofing, the purlin system, everything for it. Um, and then they have the contractor finish out like a full, you know, stick finish out with tape and float, everything <laughs> in there. Yeah. They do stained concrete, granite countertops, like some of these new barndos that are coming around, it's just like a custom home. So it's not like, Hey, I want a three bed, two bath. It's like, okay, well, how do you want it? Like mm -hmm. they customize these things just like a custom home and they're serious? super popular. Um, of course, you know, we opened up during the pandemic, which was a kind of a scary move, right? Career move. Um, but we saw a lot of influx of people moving to Kerrville, buying property, you know, up towards Harper, Rock Springs, Junction, just everywhere. And everybody was building getting their property and they wanted to put a barn do on it. Either they were going to use it as their forever home from now on, mm -hmm. or they just wanted to have a place to escape the Metro, you know, San Antonio, Houston, Dallas. I mean, people were coming from even inner Texan, but it was also, you know, the California, Colorado, Arizona. Yeah. You know, one thing I've noticed about these California people is that they get a bad rap, but um, the majority of the people I met that come from California are not trying to change anything. What they're trying to do is get a taste of what we have. You yeah. know, um, I, I have a set of clients from California, Walt and Susan West, and we just went under contract on uh, on their property here in Kerrville. But dude, they're more Texan than most Texans here. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, yeah. And hey, congrats on that, man. That's oh, awesome. Yeah, man. That's you know, on this side, I see people coming in and. Um, and like you said, the growth, it's almost scary, dude. Yeah, it is. We moved to Curva four years ago, and it had been, you know, we were in San Antonio. I was born and raised there, and then we moved to Pleasanton for a few months. And then, you know, uh, my wife got an opportunity to work for James Avery, so we moved up here. And it's quiet. It's, you know, very calm. Uh, there's two type of drivers, either they're super fast or they're super slow, right? <laughs> nope, nobody in between, dude. <laughs> nobody in between. Um, and, you know, now that, you know, people started getting out of the Metroplex, I think that the pandemic actually pushed them to say, hey, I need to get away from the crowds and go and enjoy life now. And yes, it's, it's very nice. It's peaceful out here. We love it. It's clean, uh, good schools. It's a good, good place to raise a family. Um, of course, property has increased in value just because of the movement, right? Yes. Um, but th that also, it, it's since it costs more, it's 
you're you're gonna attract certain type of people to our to our city, right? Um, but you do see the traffic. I mean, you know, it take it used to take four minutes to get across town. Now it's seven. Yes. that's a big difference. It really right? is. You um, know, people from the Metroplex are like, oh, seven minutes. <laughs> yeah. But dude, when I was a kid, man, you know, you'd go to stoplight and not really not see, you know pretty much anybody dude there's traffic jams at like seven in the morning and five in the evening in Kerrville yeah and you're like what the heck happened dude it's so congested mm-hmm. um so you know I was gonna ask you because you're fairly new to Kerrville mm-hmm. and you've been in San Antonio so your son is 10 your daughter is five yes sir and so your son grew up in San Antonio pretty much yeah. so as opposed from San Antonio to Kerrville, where would you rather have your child grow up and why? Yeah. I mean, we lived in a, in a very nice neighborhood in San Antonio. It was, but it was becoming very, uh, populated because it was growing so much. Um, we had great neighbors. It was an older established neighborhood. So when we left there, it was, it was growing too fast like, for us, right? And we wanted to get out of there because of the traffic and commuting time. It was more like, hey, I'd rather spend more time with my, with my kid yes. than, than stuck in traffic, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, and now that we're out here, so, so my son, you know, he, he was, you know, four or five years old when we had Gianna. And, you know, it was, hey, daycare, this, that, stuck in traffic with him. Mm-hmm. So you're spending time with him in the car other than at home and playing and, you know, other curricular activities. Um, so he kind of, I guess, he got a lot of automobile time when he was younger. And now it's like once you pick him up out of school, then you go to either the tumbling or baseball practice. Like it's more of outside. Yes. We, it's easy to go to the parks. It's not super packed. It's nice. Um, I think, you know, they get to enjoy nature and then understand like, Hey, it's, it's not about being inside all the time, you know, that you can go outside and ride your bike and have fun. And, you know, in San Antonio, my son, he, he did do that, but it was just more of, you didn't know if a car was going to come around the corner, zoom in, you know, it's so scary. It is. Yeah. So it was, it was the congestion that got us away from it. Um, but now it's like, we can go outside and of course, you know, in the area we live in, there's a there's more elders. So mm-hmm. um, we didn't get a lot of neighborhood friends when we moved in for the kids, but they got, you know, like eight, ten sets of grandparents. And <laughs> we're the ones making all the noise. Welcome to Kerrville, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. But they enjoy it, you know. Um, we're the ones playing the basketball in the street or riding the bikes. You know, we do have some neighbors, you know, a couple blocks away and the kids are able to ride their bikes over there and have some, you know, friend time with them. But I think on our main street, it's pretty much us, you know, when we moved in, I told the neighbors like, Hey, we got a basketball court. We might be out a little bit later than y'all. Dude, they're so, going to grow up to be genuine people. Yeah. Uh, seriously. The, the kids that grow, grow up around the old elders, learn how to have a conversation, look somebody in the eye, shake a hand, um, and and remember all these things, even subconsciously, you'll remember these, you know, remember these moments, even if you don't like actually remember it's in there, man. Yeah. And, um, that, that makes me happy, you know, to hear, you know, speak to somebody who's lived in San Antonio and lived here. And you said something, man, you're like, um, my son, you know, spent a lot of car time, you know, but my daughter, you know, it's more, you know, we can go be outside and stuff. 
And it's crazy how just one hour difference mm -hmm. can affect an upbringing of a child. Yeah. And um, my, you know what? My daughter was, so my daughter's four. Mm -hmm. My son is uh, seven months. And it, we were in the same area. We lived in Center Point, and now we live in Kerrville. But our financials mm -hmm. were different. Yeah. And it's crazy how that can affect an upbringing of a child, too. Yeah. So my daughter had such a different first two years of her life than my son is having just because of our financial situation. Yeah. And it's just, it's amazing because you think about how, how every action has an equal and opposite reaction, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to save up. We're going to have a child or Hey, surprise, we have a child, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, I know this is a curveball podcast. It's supposed to be about prime, yeah. but that's the beautiful thing about this. We can venture off anywhere, you know? Yeah. No, and it's, 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 it's life, right? I mean, we all start from somewhere. Like, I mean, dude, I grew up on the South side of San Antonio, right? And it was a dead end street. There was probably nine to 12 kids. Everybody, you know, had either older brother or an older sister and a younger sibling. And we played all the time. Right. So that was the way I grew up is like, they had to tell us to come inside. Mm. Like we were outside either riding bikes, playing basketball, sideline street tackle yes baseball, you know tennis. Yes. Playing, you're playing baseball with a tennis ball hitting over the fence and things like that and you know my kids they they don't have that you know that camaraderie with the neighbors and friends but it's like you you come to a town or like hey because you always want to do better for your kids right better than you know our parents you know they tried their best in those times and they did what they could and then you're like okay hey I need to buckle down. I need to, you know, get my education, get a good job, you know, hustle or bust my ass, however you want to say it, mm -hmm. so I can provide for my kid and still be able to say, you know what, I can't do too, too much because then I'm going to take away from how they're going to end up being later on. Yes. Um, how do you find that balance? It, it's hard, man. It, it is. is hard because you want to give them everything. But every once in a while, you have to say no, right? Yeah. It's like, we can't right now. And you're like, oh, yeah, we can't. Like, I'm telling you, we can't, and you have to explain to them, like, you just got to wait, because it's, you know, that instant gratification, and that's for everybody right now, like, Dude. we want to see it, we want to hear it, we want to touch it, yes. we want to feel it, um, but, you know, giving them the opportunity, like, hey, you know, we played a lot, and trying to find those other families with, you know, like-minded individuals, and good kids, for that you can go out and say, hey, let's go to the park, and either go just go throw the ball or go fishing just spend quality time because you know it could it gets the hustle and bustle gets the mm -hmm. best of parents right yes that's what we do um but we still got to put that time aside to play with our kids hang out with our kids talk to our kids you know let them know like what's going on in the world you know you don't want to scare them but you need to give them that information like hey you can talk to me i'm here for you and still be able to tell them like no every once in a while mm -hmm. and that's that's one of the hardest parts right yeah um, saying no you mentioned letting them know what's going on in the world that's something that you know talking to other parents have never really heard you know how do you keep them you know updated with current events without scaring the crap out of them you know hey yeah. just letting you know the dollar might uh, collapse <laughs> and uh yeah. all the cows and chickens are burning up and we might not have food but it's okay yeah. you know like, we're gonna be fine yeah <laughs> yeah, it, like, you know? yeah. It, it, it's hard you know because you have to i mean you, i guess you have to filter it right and then yeah filter it to where they understand like 
you know, there's bad stuff going on or there's, you know, bad people or there's certain situations that can occur, but Hey, you're all right. You know, Mm. you're with mom and dad and you're going to school and that's your main job, you know, just give them the bits and pieces of it. You know, it's hard to just give them raw information, right? Because you don't want, they're so young and they, you know, soak everything in, they remember everything. And, you know, you can be just, randomly you know shooting hoops or playing basketball and like hey dad remember this and i'm like yeah i told you that a couple of weeks ago but they you know think about it yes they, they pair it with something that's happening yes you know? dude it's like, just like we said earlier subconsciously yeah. with those older people yeah. given those um, pearls of wisdom and dude something might stick and they might have a situation that comes up oh hey dad told me about this you know mm-hmm. and and dude that's why it's so important i find myself getting getting stuck in my career stuck in my phone dude from like 6 30 a.m until like literally 12 to 12 30 p.m dude i'm 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 stuck between trying to give them the best life possible because i've never had this opportunity to make this much money yeah you know yeah and spending as much time with them dude because Kaylee's growing before my eyes dude elliot's already standing or sitting up and crawling and i'm just like Dad, gum, dude, where do I find that balance, you yeah. know? And where do you find it, it, it? It's hard. I mean, and the thing is, is, like, they, they know about Prime, right? So they're always, they hear us on the radio. Yes. And, you know, it's... Jam. Yeah. Yeah, big shout-out to Jam Broadcasting, man. The Jam fam has been great for us. Um, they know they know the, the, the Brown family from Stephenville days. So it, it, it was a help, you know, when we got here and uh, with marketing... And, you know, the kids hearing us on the radio and dad, you know, they, they, and they always, they say, you're a builder. And I'm like, I'm not a builder, but I sell this stuff for people to build, you know, to build their, uh, either barns or shops, garages, dream homes, barn dominiums, whatever. Um, but it's like, you know, I, I take them to the shop every once in a while, or, you know, when they don't have to go to school, okay, Hey, you can come and hang out in dad's office and yes. you know, see what's going on. Yes. Um, it's, it's always a treat to have them, you know, at the office, even though it's sometimes like, Hey, hold on, I got to work a little bit, but yeah. you know, th- it, that's the thing is like, they got to understand like, Hey, sit here. I'll be right back. I got to do this. Mm. And, and, you know, and then they kind of like, they want to see what's going on. You know, so that they understand, like, hey, yeah, that's the that's the warehouse and that's prime. But when they go inside, they say, oh, okay, there's computers in there, there's machinery, there's yeah. this, there's materials, and this is what Daddy does. Yeah, when he's this not is, here. yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, Daddy's hey, at work. Okay, but yeah. what's he doing? What like, why? Do? Yeah. Why is Daddy gone? Like, yeah. you know. And there are there are events every so often. You know, it's you know on a Saturday. You know, we're we're open Saturdays, so. Um, I got to go in on a Saturday, you know, once or twice a month. And it's like, Hey dad, we're going to go to Fiesta, Texas. I know you have to go to work and you know, Hey, when I get out, I'll go, you know, it's kind of, it, it's heart wrenching, but it's, you know, Hey, I, you know, dad has to work, you know, we got to pay the bills. And why are they able know? to go to Fiesta, Texas? Yeah, exactly. You know, you know? and they don't understand that yet, but they'll yeah. get there. It's just letting them know like, Hey, we have plans. Cause we want y'all to, you know, experience certain things and i might not be there be able to be there right now but hey i'll get there when i can or right after or hey let's we're scheduling something when i don't have to go in you know and i have a great group of guys that you know i can be off multiple saturdays and they can take care of the shop they know what they're doing um 
two of them in particular have been with me since day one. Really? Before the shop even opened Give up. Give them a shout there. out. Yeah, Who are so, they? Uh, my counter sales guys, David Alba. And, David. Uh, my foreman, who is now going to be my uh, new counter sales guy, is John Murphy. Um, like I said, those Man. guys those guys were there with me when we had to paint stuff to get the shop ready to open up. Um, How important are people yeah. like that in, in you know in your business it, it's it's very important it's it's metal building you know a supplier of a metal building is, it's not an easy job um there are some labor parts that are kind of easy you know at the warehouse but understanding you know all the components and all the stuff that goes into a metal building it's it's a uh, you know it's not for the faint of heart at all um you know i've, I've sold steel for years um schools bridges i mean you know, parking lots, parking garages, just different buildings. But you see a metal building and it's like, oh, it looks pretty simple. But once you start tearing into it and you're seeing like how they're actually built, there's a lot of components on it um, that make it a one piece, right? And there's a lot of contractors in town that they're very good at what they do. Um, and that's why they've been in business for so long. Um, you know, when we came, when we came to Kerrville and decided to open up Prime, it was kind of like, hey, we need to do this now, you know, and I was talking to Austin, and he's just like... Who's Austin? So Austin is the COO and co-owner of Prime. Uh, he's the son of Keith Brown. Keith Brown is the founder. Um, they have extensive dairy background, and uh, I met him through a fraternity at Incarnate Word, and um, so he's my fraternity brother. We've man. been real good friends, man, before even Prime was around, and... Uh, you know, he just took a chance. I just moved to Kerrville, and I'm like, hey, we need to open up a store now. And it was kind of one of those, like, he's like, okay. <laughs> and I was like. He believed in yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so, man. You know, I've been in the industry for a while, and I just, I saw a market, and I saw, like, you know, I knew the way Prime operated. So I just told myself, I said, let's do it. And, I mean, he came down here. We looked at a few different places. It worked out. Um, I mean, like I said, it, it's it's a a big responsibility for me for the success of the the office here. Um, so I put my heart and soul into it. And having guys like John and David, I mean, it helps out. Like I said, when I can get away and do things like this or go to certain events, go to, you know, anything to do with the community uh, to get our name out there for marketing and leave those guys to the shop and to tend to the shop and know that it's going to be okay, that they can process whatever they need to. Um and that the shop can still make sales, it can still grow, and I'm not there, right? Yeah. You know, and then when I get back, then I get the full rundown of, you know, who came in, who bought this, things like that. It's, it's communication is the, is, is the key um, to our internal success. And then, of course, externally is customer service, man. I mean, you got to hire the right people. You know, every morning people come in there and it's just like, hey, good morning, how you doing? How can we help you? It, it's a... I think they feel comfortable coming there. The camaraderie we have with some customers, like, you know, to joke around, some of them are real serious. Some you get repeat customers? Oh, yeah, repeat customers. See, dude, that's why it's so important to provide value. Yeah. Like, not just to get the clothes, yeah. but to focus on the long term, on the long game. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, you mentioned building uh, bridges and, or, or um, selling brid material for bridges. Yeah. So before Prime you've been in sales yeah so before prime before we opened the store here in Kerrville, uh i worked for another uh service center uh, delta steel out of san antonio and 
So structural steel, I mean, beams, plate, tubing, pipe, rebar, anything structural. So even before I moved to Kerrville, um, we sold a project, which was the Kerrville Middle School, uh, to one of our fabricators, uh, Blue to Fab out of Hallettsville, um, before I even moved here. So that, that <laughs> job, it was kind of interesting. It's like, you know, we moved to Kerrville after the fact, and I'm like, wait a minute. I was like, I remember selling Kerrville Middle School, to, you know, and um, so we got here, the school was being built, and it was kind of interesting. It was like, man, it's kind of like a godsend type of deal, yes. you know. Um, but multiple things before that. I mean, it was, so it was all structural steel. I mean, there's like two or three schools in New Braunfels that have heavy steel in it that we worked on. Um, the Burbank School in San Antonio, uh, a lot of HEBs. I had a lot of customers that were just structural fab guys. Um, they were in, in the San Antonio area, but I also did like, you know, in Austin, I went out to um, San Angelo, Man. down to Laredo. Like, so I had a pretty big area. So I was in outside sales for about four years, inside sales for three, and it was all structural steel. So, I mean, when I say bridges, it's, you know, Hirschfield. They think they were purchased by W&W out of San Angelo. They do a lot of bridge work, um, which are like the highways in San Antonio, those big old U's uh, up there, those overpasses, things like that. So they fab all that plate together. Um, it's crazy that they're, they're built out of steel, right? Cause before it was all concrete, mm -hmm. but then when they start doing those overpasses and the curves, they had to start getting steel so that they can form it and things like that. It's crazy, man. There's steel everywhere. Um, where does the steel come from? So a lot of our steel for prime, a lot of our steel, like our beams are domestically bought. So we buy from mills here in Texas, uh, Gerdau, CMC, uh, Nucor. Um, a lot of the beams that we carry and then most of our like our tubing and purlin it is imported from mexico yeah dude a lot of so um i, I built you know i used to build trailers mm -hmm. and uh a lot of that square tubing was came from yeah. mexico you know yeah so there's a lot of material that comes from mexico for these uh weld up jobs um a lot of our uh coils that make the sheets we do buy domestically from united steel they're owned by SDI, which is a domestic mill. Um, and then we do get some import here and there, depending on, of course, pricing and availability, right? So, um, you know, pandemic, everything kind of slowed down because mm -hmm. manufacturing, you know, these, these steel mills or uh, the coil companies, they used to have, you know, 600 people in one shift to provide the tonnage of steel that, you know, not only Texas, but the United States needs. And then... When they got hit with the requirements, hey, you could have only so many per shift. So if they're used to producing tonnes and tons and tons of steel, well now you don't have those six hundred employees for that shift. So the tonnage, you know, the tonnage decreased, which means availability decreased for everybody, which is that's what's the reason for the cost price goes increase. Up. Yeah. Man. And it ha and it not only happened in wood, but it was steel. Like anything that was you know, that's manufactured in the masses, you know, look at the uh, computer chips, yep. you know, parts, any little thing that, you know, James Avery here local, you know, they have two, 300 people at their manufacturing facilities and they had to go down to a quarter, you know, they had to slow down like, hey, only a quarter of your manufacturing employees can come in. It's like, okay, the, they had shift changes. It's, it's everybody in manufacturing got hit, you know, from locally, but 
you know, nationally. So it, it, it decreases the the uh, availability of material or parts or anything like that. So demand stays there and price goes up. Man, there was, there was no way getting around it. You know, it's you always try to jump in front of the curve and order more and mm. have it. And, and that's our thing. Like we, you know, I try to keep a full stock of inventory so that if somebody comes in, they need to buy it today, I have it, you know. Um, and if I carry a little more than I need to, it's okay because you get some random customers that come in there. They're, they're not from Kerrville and they just need a couple of Perlin. Hey, they have a couple of Perlin. But every now and then we get a guy who comes in here and he needs a couple hundred. And it's like, well, I have it. One stop shop, man. You know, <laughs> it's crazy, but we take those gambles. And, you know, right now with the way prices fluctuating, we're buying some. We're getting kind of, we're, we're slowing down a little bit on buying a lot of material. We're, we're thinking there's going to be some decreasing. But certain projects, certain products actually increase and others decrease. So we got to, it, it's a, there goes, there's a lot that goes into planning and inventory, man. You ever see people parking money in material, like as an investment or as like a buy and hold kind of thing? There, there has been some, you know, of our customers that have done that. Um, I think most of them, what they do is when they, they sell multiple projects they'll go and buy all the steel for those projects, even though they know they're not going to get to them for a while. Um, just because they, Hey, they got the money for it. Might as well buy it now because that material might increase. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so on, on a project level, I think we've seen it a few times, um, because they've sold, you know, three or four projects that they're going to get to in the next couple of months. Um, but I haven't seen not any local customers that had say, Hey, I want to buy, you know, couple hundred of this and that just so that they hold on to it i haven't seen it in, in mm -hmm. that aspect yet um just because yeah. i mean the volatility is not as crazy as it was during the pandemic like yeah. you know we got some five ten percent increases here and there but it's not like you know how wood was i mean it was 40 percent overnight it was crazy. scary yeah it was very scary um, it's kind of what the oil and gas industry does right like you yes know, and that's another thing that might come around too is like okay is fuel gonna go up with, you know, minimize production other places? Are we going to start, you know, more production here to try to... But, you know, you, you produce here, it's going to cost more, but you're spending money that's local, not only in Texas, but in the United States. That's the way I see it. It's like, hey, they, those guys create jobs, right? It's mm -hmm. like, everybody's like, oh, the trickle effect. I'm like, yeah, but when oil and gas is booming, they're buying houses, they're buying cars, they're out eating, they're out spending money. Yeah. And everybody makes some money, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. It's an economic thing. Um, and for us, if oil and gas booms, well, they have to build warehouses. Absolutely. They got to buy property. They got to build shops. Those guys are building shops and garages, warehouses, you know, everywhere. And, and as, as Prime, we are a Texas, you know, owned company and family-owned business, but we ship anywhere. I mean, we ship to California. We ship to New York. Um, are you yeah, serious? Yeah. Barns, man. Um, not only cattle barns, but chicken barns. Uh, cross vents. I mean, we are we're big into the dairy game, um, so that that's a big customer of ours. Um, and and there's you know dairies everywhere. It may not be a you know a cattle dairy, but you know chicken farms. I mean, yes. You know, I was out in Gonzales picking up chickens like three months ago, and dude, there was a chicken barn. I think it's like the Happy Chicken Farm or something like that. Yeah. Anyways, dude, it's like two WalMarts wide and like four walmarts deep yeah and it was ginormous 
and I couldn't pick up the chickens at the farm because they didn't want to like get them sick or anything. Yeah. So it was like contamination. You know, yeah, yeah, a couple miles up the road, then they would have their little chicken area, and it was cool to watch, man. Yeah, like it's a big operation, and uh, I don't know, man. I I, I like chickens too. Yeah, <laughs> no chickens. Yeah, I mean people have chickens, like you know. With the egg crisis, things like that, and yeah. you know, it gets people to start realizing, like, hey, you know what? There might be some things that you have to learn to do because you might have to fend for yourself mm-hmm. someday. Um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. You know, some people prep or prepare this and that, and you have to think about it. But it's like, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, the stores won't ever run out. I mean, it's not like the toilet paper thing, you know? Dude, it's that like, was ridiculous. <laughs> that was crazy, dude. man. It's you know, like really, and it's it's funny because. I've seen I've seen a hurricane, right? So first first experience with shelves being empty was when uh, I was in Corpus. Hurricane mm-hmm. was coming and everything was gone. Gone, yeah. I'm like what? I've never seen anything like this. Then, excuse me, the pandemic. Yeah. And then you look at the shelves, everything gone, and it's you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I thought every like my whole world just got flipped around because I thought we had that security. Yeah. I've never not had that security of food not being there and then you you're like man dude what all do we really have control of and what all do we not you know yeah. we, we're so lucky like right now sometimes i stop and take take a step back and realize dude i can walk into h-e-b and there's food from all over the world i mean i have clean running water yeah. i have i have a way to make money for my family to continue to live and survive like dude we're blessed man yeah. You know? Yeah. You ever stop and look at it like that? Oh, yeah. Every day, man. You have to. It's like, you know, every morning you get in the truck and just think about, like, man, I'm going to work. There's people that don't go to work, mm-hmm. that they can't go to work, or, you know, they don't, they, they, they're trying their hardest, right? Um, and they can't get out of where they're from. And just, you know, everybody has certain situations, right? But it's, you know, you got a job, you got family, you got friends. I mean, you're you're in a safe environment right mm-hmm. and in the world we live in is kind of crazy but um it's it's you've put yourself in that in that position to hey i had to do what i had to do to get where i'm at you know long nights sacrificing you know if, if you're educated or not you know but you still put in your time to get there um and it's it's a blessing you know um, like I said, you know, I grew up on the south side of San Antonio, man, and we've we've had some pretty pretty good people come out of that side of town. Um, you know, I have a core group of friends that we still communicate, and you know, we just had a reunion, and you know, it's good to see everybody doing well. Um, there's some that you know they're not so well, and they're just they're trying to get out, you know, get after it, and yeah. and make better for themselves, which is you know everybody's goal, right? And it's a uh, it's, it's it's a blessing to be able to be, you know, with your family and spend time with them and not having to, you know, s- spend time apart because of, you know, hey, I got to work all the time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but like I said, that's, you know, we you take, a, take advantage of some opportunities and, um, you know, the real estate market is great. You know, it's, it's awesome to, that, that, you know, all realtors and only and not only yourself, but that they can provide for their family mm-hmm. and take advantage of like, Hey, this market is hot. Keep on doing it. I don't think Texas is ever going to change to be honest with you. 
uh, people love Texas. Mm-hmm. And like you said earlier, you know, some of the, the people that coming, you know, that are coming from California, they're, you know, they're, they're, they, they like a lot of what Texas has to offer and they just want to enjoy it. They want that quiet, the peace of mind to get away from the hustle and bustle and your neighbors, you know, three inches away from you type yes. of people, you know, they like to, um, you know, they like to ride horses. They like to be outside. They like to fish. They like to play golf. I mean, it's just, you know, Texas in itself is just a great place to be. You know, we get four seasons, you know, uh, depending on where you're at here. Sometimes in a it's week. Hot. <laughs> Jeez, but if you dude. go up north, man, you can get cold real fast. You know? Yeah, man. Um, I tell you what, dude, the reason I dive into um, each and every guest, dude, like we've had, o- I've had, a well, you know, we've had over 100 uh, business owners on and used to or the, like the first 20 episodes were like hello what do you do and, <laughs> and just really scripted yeah but now what's behind prime yeah what's behind um the face of prime like are you just the face of prime or do you have a family do you like are you a member of the community do you provide How, are mm. you from here like that's why that's that's the purpose of this podcast yeah. is to get each and every person that provides value to Kerrville and to really introduce them to the community, you yeah. know, and, and, and I think that, you know, dude, media is great, but you only get a certain amount of time to be like, hello, what do you do? OK, goodbye. You know, like, yeah. like that gum, dude, I, you know, yeah. but that's why I do this, man. And it's it's I just try to provide value to Kerrville through. The people that provide value to Kerrville, yeah. you know. No, I appreciate it. Thank you for asking me to come on. Like I said, yeah, and, and it's it's you know, we moved to town and you know we, we got with the Browns and they you know they they believed in me and they opened up a store. I mean, not every day you know somebody's like, hey, there's my buddy, my attorney bro. I'm gonna spend a couple million bucks and you know Dude. go with it. It's so uh, like I said, it it's you know I I do everything. Everything I do is 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 prime. You know. Um, for, for my responsibility of, you know, giving back to them and, you know, the guys that, you know, work for me is, is you know, keep them employed. I mean, everybody is local. Um, we try to hire local um, so that, you know, they have families and they have friends and, you know, in turn, we can get some customers from that as well. But it's, you know, it's always good to have that local vibe because I'm not from here, you know, I'm a transplant. Um, but getting to know more people, getting to know business owners, uh, mingling with everybody, with different events, um, not only like social events, but, you know, the Chamber of Commerce, uh, Charity Ball, just those different yes, things. I've seen right? you all yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And why, why are you so passionate about the community, really? Because, I, I mean, of course, you see Prime everywhere, and I see you all at all these events. I hear you all on the radio. Why are you all so passionate about providing back to the community? Our thing is... Our, our customers are also our community one way or another. It's like they may not be a direct customer, but their uncle or their dad or family member might be a customer of ours later on. Um, and we're all always about positive, you know, footprint. Hmm. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, they, they open up a business and they're, it's all about, hey, let's go, let's make money, this and that. But we want people to know that, hey, Yes, we're here to make money, right? Everybody in business is here to make money, but it's also about you give back to the community and be those good people, be those good stewards so that it's they see the positive things and they in turn be positive to somebody else or help somebody else out. 
um, Prime always, you know, we, we donate for good causes, of course, mm-hmm. you know, even though we're not going to get a return on something, it's, it's, it's not really about that sometimes. It's more like, you know, um, wounded warrior stuff or, you know, we donated up in, up in Dublin, they donated uh, a bunch of material for, uh, to an organization that was going to build a house for a wounded warrior, you know, so he wanted a barndo and, you know, like I said, they teamed up with the, the, the main office and, hey, you know what, if y'all got somebody to do the labor, the kind, all this other stuff, we'll go ahead and do this. Wow, um, dude. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's things like that, <laughs> though. It's like, you know, positive stuff, um, positive events um, that it, it, it's a positive for us. And that, so when people see our signs and they come by the store, they just know like, hey, that's a good company right there. You know, it's a Texas-made company. Amen. We're, we're proud of it. Um, and, you know, like I said, our customer service to every customer that comes in there, you know, it's, you know, they have a bad day. It's fine. You could come in and, you know, be a grump and be upset. But we're just we're still going to tell you, hey, good morning or how you doing? How can we help you? Yeah. And try to make you leave with a smile at least, you know. Um, but it, it's a the more positivity we put out into the to the community, I think it's going to, you know, help our kids when they grow up so that everybody's positive. The more, you know, the more there's just so much negative out there. You know, yeah. It's good to be positive locally. So that's so important. And I'm so happy you came on Raymond. Yeah, I appreciate it. Raymond with prime uh, metal buildings and components. Um, so those are watching who are moved and are like, Hey, I want them to, you know, provide my material for my building. Um, how do they get a hold of you? How do they get a hold of prime and, uh, how do they set it up? And is it hard? It's not hard at all. Um, anybody that wants a building, y'all can come into the shop. We're at uh, 854 Harper Road. Um, we're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and then even Saturdays from 7.30 to noon. Um, our phone number is 830-955-9292, um, or they can just look us up online at primebldg.com. Um, it's not hard at all. You can come in there and We'll just take your information down if you're looking for a building or whatever you're looking for. We get all the information and you just want a quote on a building. We have a list of contractors that we do provide mm-hmm. to customers because we sell to contractors, end users, or just a weekend warrior guy that's building his own shop or putting a new roof on his own house or reskinning his building. So we sell to everybody. Um, but we have a list of contractors that have been in business for years. Um, and then we can just, you know, point them in the right direction. Of course, those those contractors have to sell their services and the job themselves. Yeah. Um, but we at least get them in the right direction. Um, we always get as much information as we can. And then we can say, hey, you're building. This is what's going to cost for the frame, the purlin, the sheets trim. And, you know, if they want insulation or gutters, all that. We can man, add it all in How there. much does a quote cost? <laughs> a quote is for free, man. Boom, baby! <laughs> yeah! All, all quotes are free. Um, we, we, we do them in, in, in good intention that, like, hey, it gives you a number, what you're going to spend or what it costs, right? And that when you get to the point with you get with a contractor, you get all that stuff done that you come back, and we have all the information ready to go. Um and we do that for everybody. It's not just, you know, contractors or, I mean, it's, if you come in and you're looking for a barn door or a shop or a garage, or if you need a dairy or a riding arena, we'll, we'll put all that together for you. Yeah. Dude, I want to so. call you out on something. Um, so every year jam broadcasting does an event at Walmart for, uh, for the, for the kids, man. 
um, for the toys for the kids that do are not going to have a Christmas. And dude, you didn't see him out there with the selfie trying to get a bunch of pictures. But I'll tell you what they did have is shopping carts full of toys. And they weren't out there trying to get the publicity. They were out there providing value to the community. And I just remember that, dude. Yeah. Raymond, thank you for coming on. Thank you for um, providing value to the community and saying, hey, I see a need here. And I want to bring Prime here. And we're so honored to have you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And we want to thank, you know, Kerrville for welcoming, welcoming us, um, not as a, as a family, but as our business as well. It's been great. Um, I think, I mean... It's, it's all about growth, and, and then we're going to continue to grow and continue to supply uh, the Hill Country with everything they need as long as they want it, man. We'll have it. All right, dude. Everybody, Prime Metal Buildings and component, Components, <laughs> Raymond Gallego, and uh, have a blessed one, dude. Thank you. Thanks Boom. again. Boom.